0: Ready to elevate your range day or hunting trip? Silencers are the best upgrade you can make to your firearm, and yes, they're completely legal. Silencer Shop makes getting your suppressor easier than ever. Silencer Shop is the nation's largest suppressor distributor, and they'll help get your new suppressor quickly and easily. Suppressor approvals are coming back faster than ever, often in just a few days. Silencer Shop guarantees an exceptional experience with their top-notch customer service, unbeatable prices, and renowned submission simplicity and accuracy. They partner with over 6,000 local gun stores nationwide to ensure easy access to the best suppressors. And, at Silencer Shop, a portion of your online purchase supports your favorite gun stores directly. In just 5 minutes, you can have your fingerprints and paperwork ready to go, thanks to the Silencer Shop kiosk. There is nothing easier. If you're not using Silencer Shop, you're working too hard for your suppressors. The one-and-done solution for your suppressor needs ensuring a headache-free purchase. Explore Silencer Shop for your next Suppressor Edition and immediately open your eyes to a better shooting experience.
1: It's Wednesday, January 10th. Welcome to the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. Today we'll start things off with a pending legal case based on an accusation of genocide made by South Africa against Israel. Israeli lawyers are set to appear before the International Court of Justice to face charges that its war in Gaza amounts to an act of genocide. I'll explain what those hearings will look like and what we can expect in the days ahead. Later in the show, we've got some more information about the illness that led to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's three-day disappearance as the White House orders a protocol review in the wake of the controversy. Then, we'll turn our attention to South America, where the daring prison escape of one of Ecuador's most notorious cartel leaders has the nation locked in a state of emergency. And finally, in today's Back of the Brief, Boeing is under fire after a panel blew off an Alaska Airlines 737 MAX 9 jet in mid-air last week, the National Transportation Safety Board is investigating, and there are calls for Senate hearings. But first up, the PDB Spotlight. The International Court of Justice, the ICJ, is set to begin hearings this week on a significant case brought by South Africa against Israel. Now the accusation is obviously very serious. South Africa alleges that Israel's actions in the Gaza war amount to genocide. Now the case seeks an emergency suspension of Israel's military campaign in the region. South Africa's detailed 84-page filing accuses Israel of causing severe mental and physical harm to Palestinians in Gaza and creating living conditions intended to bring about their physical destruction. This, South Africa argues, constitutes genocide. The filing highlights Israel's failure to provide essential supplies like food, water, medicine and fuel during the over-three-month-long war with Hamas. It also points to the sustained bombing campaign that has devastated much of Gaza, forced the evacuation of around 1.9 million Palestinians, and, according to Gaza health authorities, resulted in over 23,000 deaths. It should be noted that Hamas is still in control of the Gaza Health Ministry and still responsible for reporting statistics regarding fatalities. This move by South Africa has garnered support from several nations and organizations including Jordan, Turkey, Malaysia, and the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, which is a 57-member bloc comprising countries like Saudi Arabia, Pakistan, and Iran. And here, it should be noted that Iran is the primary sponsor of Hamas. Responding to these allegations, Israeli President Isaac Herzog, has labeled the ICJ case as atrocious and preposterous, maintaining that Israel has made every effort to minimize civilian casualties in Gaza. The U.S. has also publicly opposed the accusations. During a press conference in Tel Aviv yesterday, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said South Africa's genocide charge against Israel is, quote, meritless, while acknowledging the heavy toll of the war on Gaza's civilians. So. What are these hearings going to look like? Well, first off, you shouldn't expect to watch them on C-SPAN, as this all happens behind closed doors. Scheduled for January 11th and 12th, the proceedings will give South Africa and Israel two hours each, spread over separate days, to present their arguments before a panel of 17 judges. Now, this panel includes two judges appointed by each disputing side. An interesting note. Israel has chosen Aharon Barak, the former president of Israel's Supreme Court, to sit on the judicial panel and hear the case. In addition to being a respected legal scholar, Barak is a Holocaust survivor who fled Nazi-occupied Lithuania as a boy. These hearings, however, are nothing like a criminal trial. There'll be no witness testimonies or cross-examinations. Instead, the ICJ proceedings are more akin to arguments before the US Supreme Court, focusing primarily on legal arguments presented by state officials and their teams of international lawyers. You shouldn't expect a final decision on the charges of genocide anytime soon. The Court's final determination on South Africa's allegations will likely take years. However, the Court can enact emergency measures in the short term, and that's what's being requested here. South Africa is asking the court to order Israel to halt its military actions in Gaza and take steps to prevent genocide, with a decision on these measures likely to come in weeks. So what happens if the court actually comes down against Israel? Uh, The answer is not much in the short term. The court will ask Israel to cease its fighting in Gaza immediately, take measures to prevent more deaths, and issue regular reports to the ICJ about what measures it's taking. However, the ICJ has no way of enforcing its rulings. In the long term, however, such a ruling could damage Israel's international standing. It could also potentially lead to the prosecution of Israeli leaders, although that would likely have to be in absentia since Israel is not signed on to the International Criminal Court. Perhaps at the same time, as they're mulling over South Africa's case against Israel, the ICJ. Could also rule on Hamas's use of rape and sexual violence as weapons of war, based on documented evidence gathered following the 7 October attacks. All right, coming up, we've got new details about U.S. Defense Secretary Austin's health, and we'll take a look into the unfolding crisis in Ecuador following a dramatic prison break by a notorious criminal, an event that has triggered a national state of emergency. I'll be right back. Mike Baker here. And that's why I'm happy to tell you about Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. It saves you time and money so you can provide your family with a financial safety net starting today. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, for me, having an appropriate life insurance policy. Well, it means less stress, less worry. I know that my amazing wife and our kids will be properly taken care of and provided for should something happen to me. Now, back when I was in the market for life insurance, and that was a while back, I did my searching the old fashioned way lots of telephone calls, paperwork, faxes, maybe even a beeper. I would have loved to have Policy Genius to streamline the whole process. Policy Genius helps you compare all your options from top companies and provides a team of unbiased, licensed experts. To walk you through the decision making, you can compare quotes with just a few clicks, find just the right policy, and Bob's your uncle. And they've got thousands of five star reviews on Google and TrustPilot from customers who found the best fit for their needs. Check life insurance off your to do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.
2: A free quote by visiting CarShield online at CarShield.com/Carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to CarShield.com/Carlson and save 20% today.
1: Welcome back. We're getting some clarity on the illness that caused Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin to be rushed to the ICU on New Year's Day, leading to his controversial three-day disappearance and his office's failure to advise the White House that the secretary was incapacitated. Doctors at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center have disclosed that prostate cancer was detected in Secretary Austin during a health screening in early December, necessitating immediate treatment. The medical team revealed that Austin was first admitted to the hospital on December 22nd. A minimally invasive surgical procedure was done, aimed at treating and curing prostate cancer. The surgery was reportedly successful, and he was able to return home the following day. However, complications arose shortly after that. On January 1st, Austin was readmitted to the hospital due to severe symptoms, including nausea, abdominal, hip, and leg pain. This was later identified as a urinary tract infection stemming from the surgery. Now, by January 2nd, his condition warranted a transfer to the ICU for closer monitoring and advanced care. The infection was treated on surgically, and doctors have confirmed that Secretary Austin remained conscious throughout his post surgery hospitalization. The White House reportedly wasn't advised that Austin was incapacitated until the 4th of January, three days after being readmitted to the hospital. Now, the DoD has noted that part of the communications breakdown here was due to the fact that Austin's chief of staff was ill with the flu and not working. The White House, in responding to the controversy yesterday, announced that they are ordering a review of cabinet protocols for delegating authority. A memo issued on Tuesday has directed all departments and agencies to submit their current protocols for a comprehensive review by January 12. The review will focus on ensuring that the protocols adequately cover a number of different scenarios. These reportedly include instances where a cabinet member is traveling to remote locations with limited communication, undergoing hospitalization or medical procedures requiring general anesthesia, or in any situation where they might be unreachable. The aim, according to the memo, is to refine the criteria for delegation, decision-making authority, documentation, and notification procedures to ensure continuous And effective governance, assuming we have effective governance. Now, is it just me, or did you also imagine that protocols for delegation of authority, decision making, and efficient communication would already be in place? I mean, that's basic housekeeping. All right, heading south, I want to bring your attention to an unfolding story out of Ecuador where violence has escalated following the prison break. of one of the nation's most notorious drug cartel leaders. Ecuador's president has taken drastic measures declaring a 60-day state of emergency and labeling the situation an internal armed conflict. This crisis was sparked by the escape of Adolfo Fito Macias, the notorious head of the Los Choneros Cartel from a prison in Guayaquil. Macias was serving a 34-year sentence for drug trafficking, murder, and organized crime, and was discovered missing just hours before a scheduled transfer to a maximum security facility. Well, that was good timing. Two prison guards have been implicated in aiding Macias' escape, nearly a decade after he was brought back into custody following a previous jailbreak. Now the ripple effects of his escape are profound. Six of Ecuador's prisons have been thrown into chaos, with inmate uprisings and guards taken hostage. The turmoil has spread beyond the prisons with at least four police officers abducted on Monday night, their whereabouts unknown, one in the capital, Quito, and three in Quevedo City. The violence has surged in public spaces as well, with explosions reported in several cities, including a, a blast on a pedestrian bridge in Quito, and another close to the residence of the President of the National Justice Court. In an alarming escalation, masked assailants stormed the set of a public television channel during a live broadcast brandishing guns and explosives. Responding to the chaos, and in an attempt to restore order, the President has issued another decree, this time designating 20 drug trafficking gangs as terrorist organizations. This decree empowers the military to actively neutralize these groups, marking a severe intensification of the nation's crackdown on organized crime. All right, coming up in the back of the brief, it was a memorable moment for travelers on an Alaska Airlines flight as a panel blew off their Boeing 737, leaving a sizable hole in the fuselage while in flight. More on that and the fallout for Boeing when we come back. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing, and for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening, am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast-growing trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries, you know what I'm talking about. Fast growing trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to house plants, they have it all and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part, this spring, They have up to half off on select plants, And listeners to the president's daily brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to fastgrowingtrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry beating rates and now I'm happy to announce that pure talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries that's right as you plan your summer travel make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad pure talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5g network but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well unlimited talk text and plenty of 5g data for just $20 a month Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and PureTalk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value, PureTalk. Just go to puretalk.com baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. In today's Back of the Brief, I wanted to take a look at an alarming incident that unfolded last week involving a Boeing 737. To quickly bring you up to speed, on Friday, a plug designed for an emergency door became detached from an Alaska Air 737 mid-flight, approximately 16,000 feet above Oregon. This created a gaping hole in the side of the plane. Remarkably, the aircraft was able to return safely to Portland, sparing all 171 passengers and the six crew members from injury. But the plot thickens, as ongoing investigations suggest that Alaska Airlines might have been aware of the problem before the flight took off. The National Transportation Safety Board, the NTSB, reports that the four bolts meant to secure the plug were missing. The agency is now trying to determine if these bolts were ever even installed. The NTSB also disclosed that this wasn't the plane's first sign of trouble. Warning lights had been triggered on three separate occasions during previous flights. In fact, alarms went off on two consecutive days, right before the aircraft experienced the fuselage blowout. The initial warnings occurred as the plane flew over the Pacific Ocean from Hawaii. The airline's response was to halt the long flights from Hawaii, but continue operations over land. (laughs) What? Look, I'm not an engineer, but I don't think the problem is fixed by simply not flying over the ocean. Uh, We're missing some bolts there, Bob. Eh, No worries, just don't fly it over water. She'll be fine. I'm not sure if that's how airplane engineers talk, but that's in my imagination. Now, this issue might not be isolated to a single aircraft. Following last Friday's scare airlines have been conducting thorough inspections of their Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets. Disturbingly, both United and Alaska Airlines have found similar issues with loose hardware on the plugs in several planes. Now, here's a statement of the obvious for today. This is not a good look for Boeing. The company convened an all-hand safety meeting this Tuesday in the wake of the Federal Aviation Administration's decision to temporarily ground all Boeing 737 MAX 9 aircraft that are equipped with a plug door. This order affects a fleet of 171 planes worldwide. One more interesting note an iPhone that got sucked out of the hole in the Alaska Airlines plane and fell to the ground was found on Sunday. It fell 16,000 feet to the ground, and it was intact and still working. It was also still in airplane mode. Separately, they're still looking for D.B. Cooper. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Wednesday, 10 January. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at pdb at the first I'm Mike Baker. I'll be back later today with the PDB Afternoon Bulletin. Until then, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool.